Welcome back to Dear Amber. Today on Dear Amber, we hear about beautiful girls in China. And a local Chinese friend will educate us about a cool Chinese tradition. And we're going to find out what an IE can do for you. Chris writes, Dear Amber, what is stereotypically considered beautiful to Chinese people? So, Clay, I've invited you back because I know that you are the expert on uh, everything women and beautiful, am right? Am I the resident expert? That's because <laughs> everyone else has a girlfriend or married. Well, I know you like to check out women, <laughs> so you must be an expert. <laughs> so, Clay, what's your... I mean, okay, maybe most people think, okay, beauty transcends all borders. But actually, I have noticed that the Chinese sort of value different things in looks than we do. differences in regards to what they think is beautiful and what at least I think is beautiful. Yeah, I mean, like for me, the supreme example is like you know the probably the biggest one of the biggest Chinese movie stars in Hollywood is Zhang Ziyi, right? Yeah, of course. And I mean, we all think she's really beautiful, really pretty. But anyways, most Westerners think that she's really beautiful. But you know, Chinese people, when you ask them, every single Chinese person I've asked will say the same thing: They just think she's really sort of plain and normal. That's what I think too. Do you? Oh, I think she's really pretty. Really? Oh, well, maybe you've been Asian abide because you've been here so long. <laughs> Your yellow fever has uh, stricken off? you. Has it worn off or stricken me? Which one is it? Oh, I'm still trying we'll to figure that, that out. <laughs> Biggest thing for me, without a doubt, is the skin color. Like okay, they, so how do you... or, or, let's say on my end, we prefer girls that are somewhat tan or. Mm-hmm. Um, and the Chinese are the exact opposite. They rather like the, the completely white, you know, shiny white skin look. Mm, that's and true. You know, in Taiwan, I knew a girl. She would do like five whitening face masks a day. Yeah. She had told me she had never been in the sun like her whole life. Well, you go to uh, when I okay before <laughs> I lived. She looked in, like a ghost. <laughs> when I lived in uh, Hainan, like the Hawaii of uh, mm. China, you would go if you went to the beach, uh, like noon, one, two, three, or four o'clock. No one's there. Wow. But around 5.36, when the sun's coming down, people go to the beach. It's so bizarre. Yeah. They don't want to get tan skin. Yeah. And I know another big phobia about the sun that a lot of Chinese girls have is they don't want to get moles or like, you know, birthmark or beauty spot, you know? Yeah, They think bizarre. that that's like if you have a dot on your skin, it's like the end of the world. And I remember trying to uh, buy uh, suntan lotion yeah. in, in China or in Hainan. And all the SPF was like 80, and it was actually whitening <laughs> 80 SPF. You go like, in the sun to whiten. <laughs> it was crazy. It's like maybe sun-activated bleach or something. Yeah, and all the cosmetics, which I think probably in the West, most of us know we've seen that. Welcome back to another installment of Chinese Pod Trivia. And the question for you is, for what test does Chinese Pod offer preparation services for? Is it A, the polygraph, B, the colonoscopy, C, the HSK test, or D, the CAT scan? Uh, the CAT scan? Ooh, sorry, that is incorrect. The correct answer is C, the HSK test. That's right, Chinese Pod will thoroughly prepare you to pass this rigorous test of proficiency in Chinese. ChinesePod.com forward slash HSK. Uh, a lot of the cosmetics here are actually you can't even really buy any cosmetics that aren't whitening here like we don't want that so it's definitely harder being a girl than a guy yeah. I just have to buy sun cream every once in a while yeah so I don't really buy like cream and, and stuff here uh, this is a conversation that comes up all the time because the male men they're like no way you like tan skin like are you crazy but and what we what we determined was it's because in Chinese, China back in the day uh, having tan skin meant you were basically worked in farms and you were you know, a farmer, mm. basically. So all the aristocrats had white color skin because they had to stay indoors and 
drink wine and grapes all day. Yeah, which, I mean, that sounds pretty appealing as well. <laughs> but you know, it's funny because Chinese girls, when they get a tan, I love the color of their skin. And what, I try and encourage my friends. Tan. And I think, <laughs> and maybe just because we're in Shanghai, you're starting to see tanning beds. The the yeah, gym that, that we both is, go to has a tanning bed. Now, I'd actually be curious to see if anyone's more even Maybe we should go use it. <laughs> maybe the first in like all yeah, year. Maybe it's like the cleanest tanning bed <laughs> in the world. Okay, so another thing comes down to is like facial features. I mean, that's a huge part of what you consider beautiful. It brings to mind like a friend of mine. We were sitting in the subway and there's a billboard and there's a girl in the model in the picture and I think she looks a little bit like an alien. And at that moment, I was thinking that my friend said, you know, that girl in the billboard, that she is like the ideal of Chinese, what Chinese consider beautiful. The, the alien look? Yeah, because the thing was, is that her eyes were abnormally huge for her face. But really? that brings to mind what the Asians like. It's the eyes are a big thing. Um, big foreheads like aliens? Yeah, so that's another thing, actually. <laughs> no but first, way. the eyes. Okay, the, first of all, I they like kidding. a... Yeah, first they like a round eye, right? And another huge thing is the Shuangyan Pi. Which means the double that? eyelid. Okay, now this is something I've heard of, huge. but I've never really picked up on it before. I'm, I'll have to be looking for it now, but I've heard, uh, one, that they can get surgery for this, but two, I don't think I could, I've ever even noticed it before. Maybe I have subconsciously, I don't okay, know. Okay, yeah, so the, here's the thing. A lot of Asian girl, like a lot of Asian's eyes, they don't really have the eyelid showing. It's sort of deep set, Okay, right? so what do you have? Do you have a normal d- double? We both have double. We have double I mean, eyelids. I've never met a Westerner who doesn't have a double. That's why we don't even think about it, right? so weird. And I never, never notice think, it. I never think about that. But if you'll notice now, once you look for it, you'll notice a lot of girls have had the surgery done to add the eyelid. And how you can tell is there's a line, a sort of scar. When they blink, you'll see it in the sort of like crevice of their eye. I've never noticed Yeah, well, if you look now, you'll notice it. A lot of girls get it done. So the double eyelid, I think, is a huge thing. And they pay for this. Yeah. And you know what another thing is? If Maybe if you don't get the surgery. Well, once I got this, I was on this like Taiwanese magazine, and so they did my makeup. And I have the double eyelid, but they actually stuck a sticker on your eyelid. And a lot of girls do this as well. And it kind of like pulls your skin to make your eyelid look bigger. So a lot of girls, you'll see actually, you'll see a sticker. It's like a skin color sticker that they put on their eyelid in order to enhance their a eyelids. Sticker, it like is. An obvious. Sticker. I promise you, it's the shape of an eyelid, and you know maybe it looks oh a little bit goodness. alienish. You learn something new every day. Yeah, we gotta start life. looking more closely, Clay. You <laughs> see if it's a man-made beauty or <laughs> a real <laughs> beauty. Okay, the other thing is the shape of the face. In this model in the billboard, she had a very heart-shaped face, like you said, a wide forehead and also very tiny, pointy chin. See, I would say for a Westerner, that's almost too specific. I think if you asked a Westerner what kind of face they like, mm-hmm. I think all of them would be like, but she's, I don't That's know. like the classic kind of beauty. Okay, okay and um, the other thing they love, which is really different, I think, from Westerners, is mm. a small mouth. Like a mouth, mouth, like a little rosebud. Do we like small mouths? I don't even know. I don't know. Well, look at Angelina Jolie. I mean, that's she's got a huge mouth. <laughs> but yeah, they like, they like small little lips and a small mouth. They think that's really feminine. And that huge one, come on, Clay, as a Westerner, like the nose. People are always telling us, oh, your nose is so, so tall. So big. They I love, always get big. Okay, ah, yeah, it's so big. I get tall. <laughs> Maybe mine's bigger and yeah, yours is maybe. taller. <laughs> but they do love the fact that we have a bridge on our nose. Like a lot of Chinese people are flat there. Really? And they... See, I always thought they were saying, oh, your nose is so big as in it's disgusting and huge. Mm, and... I think they like it. Really? Well, especially for girls, they like the look of a tall nose. It means the I nose is sort of a, a third thin. opinion on that. <laughs> 
Okay, and then another thing that I found really shocking was I had an English student in Taiwan, mm. and she had the most beautiful cheekbones. Like Westerners, we'd like cheekbones, right? I mean, that's pretty attractive, I guess I right? Can, you know, we can appreciate some cheekbones. Yeah, it's like gives a nice shape to the face. Well, she told me I always admired her cheekbones, and she told me that she was going to get plastic surgery done to shave off her cheekbones. Really? I'm like, are you crazy? It's beautiful, and she said no. And like traditional Chinese thinking, she said that that means that you're a very headstrong woman when you have cheekbones like that. And so she was worried that that was why she couldn't she get married. <laughs> some guy like, no, nope, too headstrong. <laughs> Those cheekbones I will like, not be go. able to boss you around. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Cowboy boots with knee-high stockings. Yes. We've had an argument about that one. <laughs> Amber is not a fan, but I, I think John Passon was a fan as well. Yeah. Well, it's definitely she turned both our older. Heads. Oh, brother. <laughs> Thanks, Clay. <laughs> and for more takes on Chinese beauty and every other kind of beauty, we have a very special lesson series on ChinesePod.com called um, The Beauty Pageant which is pretty fun to listen to. It's an intermediate lesson, so don't forget to check it out on ChinesePod.com. The next question comes from Daryl. Daryl asks, I noticed that Chinese people stick a sign on their door with a an upside-down character on it. Can you tell me why Chinese people do this? So today on Dear Amber, we're going to ask a Chinese expert. This is Venus. Hi, everyone. Yeah, <laughs> Venus is, she's, she's going to tell us. First of all, Venus, I've seen it too. Almost every door outside right now has this Chinese character sign on it, a poster kind of. What character is on there, Venus? Mm, it's Fu. Fu. So which Fu is this? What does it mean? It means happiness. Oh, so it's the character for happiness. Yes. Well, that's kind of nice. Now, the funny thing is, is that the character is actually upside down. Yes. Yeah, and it seems so strange to us. Why would the happiness be upside down? Well, first of all, before we get into that, Venus, is this something that Chinese people do at certain times of the year, or they like to have that up there all the time? Because I've noticed lately there's new ones up. Uh, in China, people always stick the character Fu to their door of their houses in Spring Festival every year. Okay, good. So Spring Festival is, in Chinese you say Chun Jie, right? Yes, Chun Jie. Yeah, and that actually is what a lot of Westerners know as Chinese New Year. It's yeah. also called the Spring Festival. <laughs> yeah, so it's a time of year where Chinese people like to um, bring happiness and good luck to their family, right? Yes. Yeah, so this Fu sign has got something to do with that, doesn't it? So it means happiness. Now, why is it upside down, Venus? Mm, because in China, there are many characters have the same pronunciation but different handwritings and meanings in Chinese. Because there is one character, Dao, which means upside down. Okay, so Dao means something is upside down yes. or inverted. Yeah. Okay. But the word Dao can also mean to arrive. Okay, so Dao can mean upside down, but it can also mean ar to arrive. Yes. So what does that have to do with the happiness? Oh, now I'm starting to see the connection. The Fu is upside down. So do they want the happiness to arrive at their house? Is that why? Yes, Xing Fu Dao Lai. Oh, so they say Xing Fu Dao Lai. Yeah. So because the Fu is Dao Guo Lai, can you yes. say that? The same pronunciation, Dao. Ah, then they say that the happiness will arrive at our door. Yeah. That's so cool, Venus. I'm so glad you told us. <laughs> About the convention, uh, I will show you a story, an interesting story on the comment. Oh, okay. So there's a story how this tradition came about. Yes. Okay. So Venus is going to post the story for us on the Dear Amber comments. Excellent. Thank you for sharing it with us, Venus.
This question comes from Rash. Rash asks, Dear Amber, what on earth is an IE and why are they called IE and what all can an IE do for you? <laughs> Now, John has been in China a long time. John, you've had many IEs, haven't you? Uh, yeah, a couple. I mean, like an IE, some people think it's just a maid, but I think an IE is so much more than a maid, don't you think? It's kind of a personal relationship. Yeah, I mean, like she's your practically, she can be your substitute mother. She can be your, your language personal, partner. Your language partner, your who personal assistant. She just gives and gives and never takes. She can be like your chi uh, child's educator, many things, right? Hey guys, it's Michael here at Chinese Pod. And we want to say thank you to all of our faithful subscribers. If you're not registered yet, head over to ChinesePod.com now and get 20% off. We got promo Use promo code GET20 at checkout to get 20% off your first year. Well, first of all, what does IE mean? Well, why do people call it IE? Call her IE. Well, IE uh, means aunt. Mm -hmm. in Chinese. Uh, right, in Chinese. Uh, but it can also be just a lady of your mother's generation, mm -hmm. like an older lady. And then it can also be extended to mean like a lady of your mother's generation who comes over to clean, mm. who may actually be younger than your mother. It's a very versatile <laughs> word. Yeah, it's kind of... Well, I know our IE. Quite a bit. Well, I know our IE at work. She's really cute. She has a wig that looks like Shirley Temple. I'll never forget the day when she sported that new wig. Oh man, that was the best day. <laughs> I, I thought it was just a new hairstyle. I know it was very cute, but she always tells us it's a wig. So, John, what does your IE do for you? My now, let's see. I used to have an IE that cooked, but my current IE doesn't cook. Um, she cleans. You know, she she sweeps and she mops and she dusts stuff. Cleans the bathroom. Uh, she washes the clothes. So typical housework stuff. Yeah, pretty much. So anything else like besides that? Like um, my friend told me her eye goes to the market for her. Like, did your eye buy groceries? Yeah, I used to have an eye that would cook. So she would actually go to the store and buy the groceries for us. And then I've also had my eye go and pay bills. Oh really? For me. Yeah. So your eye, what would you do? Like, give her the money, or do you reimburse her? Like, can you trust the eye with the money? I mean. Maybe if you know uh, them. This is kind of tricky. It's really totally a personal relationship. So I had this IE before where uh, she would cook for me and I'd give her money and she would get groceries. Mm. But the cost of groceries just like kept going up and up. And I would have like a meal with just like a little bit of qing cai, you know, <laughs> vegetables and a little bit of meat. And it's like 20 RMB. <laughs> in no way. People in a restaurant, it would probably go six RMB for that. No, maybe 10. <laughs> yeah, seriously. That's really cheap stuff. Yeah. And she's telling me it costs 20 RMB. Uh-oh. And it wasn't an isolated incident. And I don't really, you know, want to confront the woman. I don't have any proof. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of... Let her go. Oh. But my new eye is so awesome. I trust her. Like, she has her key. Uh, you know, give her hundreds of RMB to pay bills. and. Mm, so there's some eyes you can... You gotta just know who, who your eye yeah, is. Yeah, well, it's a personal relationship. So you've, once you build that trust, then mm. you don't worry about it. That's right. It becomes like an extended member of the family. Now, some people have live-in eyes, right? But how do you... Do your, is your eye, like, sort of, like, by the hour, come in a couple times a week and help you? Um, she's not by the hour anymore. Uh, when I first get an eye, I, I usually hire by the hour. Uh, you get an idea of is this the kind of person mm. that uh, Will you, overcharge you can build this eye relationship with. <laughs> yeah. And then if she is, then you move over to like paying her monthly. Oh. And just as long as she gets the work done, you don't really worry about how much time she spends. Right? Cool. So when your nanny, I mean, sorry, when your eye started, like, did you have to train her or like was she totally like knew what to do? 
Um, there might be a few cultural differences, like uh, some might not, like for example, use a different cloth to wipe the kitchen counter Ew. that they do to wipe the floor. Ew. <laughs> yeah. That's now, as, as a bachelor, I would I really wouldn't care that much. <laughs> you so, probably didn't think about it. Either. You know, she got rid of the roaches and stuff. That's cool, right? <laughs> but. Uh, like, I'm married now, and my wife isn't cool with that. Yeah, so. <laughs> she's on top of the dishcloths. <laughs> yeah, and like the laundry, you want to make sure she's not washing your, your whites and your reds together. Yeah, actually, I noticed that's something that's a big difference, that the eye will just throw everything in, colors and whites. So you might have to, like, kind of yeah, so get like, the eye A lot trained. of people in China are still not used to using washing machines yeah. either. So if you have one and you want her to use it, you probably do because she'll get work done faster, right? Mm -hmm. Then you need to make sure she understands about how to use it. Yeah, and another thing I think I find is that um, sometimes you maybe you might have to like focus like the eye on what you want cleaned, right? Because like often when I'd wash the eye, but she'd be wiping things at like the top of the wall or something that like maybe you need to wash once a year, but like maybe the high frequency areas, maybe you have to like remind them which parts to concentrate on too. Yeah, well, like my my eye is awesome, but I've tried out eyes before that are working by the hour. And they're just like wiping every single thing they can. Yeah. Like wiping is the way to like Dragging waste it time or something. I know. It's true. It's that little sort of um, light wipe <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> time killer. Okay, good. So what about communication problems, Don? Like, I mean, the eyes often come from the white D, right? Like they're not from Shanghai. So maybe they all have different accents, right? Yeah. Have you ever, is that hard for people? Or are people going to have a hard time communicating with their eyes? I mean, the eyes don't speak English for sure. Well, my eye is from Dongbei. Mm. So she, she speaks pretty good Mandarin. It's kind of colorful. Uh, oh. Kind of funny sometimes because I'm not used to it. But um, it's pretty good Mandarin. Although I do have a friend and his eye is from, I don't know, like like the wild lands of Jiangsu province or something. Yeah. And uh, I have a lot of respect for my friend for just being able to understand what she says because, like, wow, it's amazing. I went to his place and his eye cooked dinner for us. Yeah. And he was, he was talking to her. And he talks yeah. to her in Mandarin, but she talks back in like this... This other language. <laughs> it's not Mandarin. So, so like the lady would go to him, she'd be like, <laughs> and, and I'd be like, That sounds like what? Russian. And he'd be like, <laughs> like, <laughs> like, it's just a totally different dialect. And he understands it. I don't get it. Well, that's cool. Well, actually, I, I even know someone who hired an IE for cleaning, but she also got the IE to talk to her baby, and her baby started to learn Chinese from the IE. But I was thinking, wouldn't that be funny if your baby would have, like, an Anhui province accent when he grew oh, it, up? It happens. I've heard of this. Cool. Happening. That'd be pretty cool. So there's also some issues about IEs, too, that some people think it's kind of like slave labor. Like, you know, maybe you're exploiting people by having this maid. Like, because, you know, at home, we don't really think about, you know, having a... Yeah, I wouldn't be able to afford. Yeah, maybe that's why. <laughs> so, John, what do you think about that? Like, do you think it's a good thing this IE employment, or sort of bad thing for them? Well, first of all, let me just say that this whole uh, hiring IEs to help with housework was not invented by the white man, really, or by you know <laughs> foreigners or whatever. Um, locals do it too. Ah, uh, so it's not just like an expat thing, like sort of exploiting the locals. I don't think it's exploiting at all. No. I mean, these people, they come to Shanghai for a better life and they're looking for work. And like the going rate maybe is uh, like Shanghai people might be able to find an IE for six RMB an hour. Mm. And 
Hello, friends. This is Sarah Chung, a content creator for Chinese Pod. Each week, we find new topics relevant to you and send them to your mobile device. Currently, we have over 4,000 lessons on the app, covering a variety of topics. A huge thank you to all of our subscribers who make this amazing journey possible for all. If you are not a subscriber and you would like to try us out with no obligation, go to ChinesePod.com and start your free 30-day trial. You have nothing to lose and so much to gain. So sign up now. You know, maybe I'm willing to give eight RMB an hour because I don't want to just scrape the bottom of the barrel. You know, find the absolute yeah, cheapest yeah. help I can find. So by American standards, that's pretty cheap. Yeah, like I mean, how much is that? A dollar? Well, a little more than a dollar an hour. Hey, right? I'd pay ten to my IE. <laughs> I'm getting ripped off. Well, I definitely give my IE raises. That's cool. But um, I, I just think it's kind of ridiculous to call it exploitation because it's called job creation. I mean, <laughs> if if you're like going to be paying them the same rate as you are in the United States, then every, to everyone in China, you're just being stupid. Yeah. So <laughs> when in Rome, hey, IEs are great, and actually, I think the IEs like cleaning for us too because our houses are pretty clean to begin with. They probably have a not too too not too hard of a job. Yeah, I think there are some impressions among some IEs that uh, working for a foreigner is a cushy job. Yeah, maybe because I kind of like tidy up before my IE gets there. <laughs> That's how neurotic I am. <laughs> yeah, I don't do that. Yeah, <laughs> but I'm not a total pig either. Yeah, and we know that after this Dear Amber episode, all of you are going to want to run out and hire an IE because now you know all the things an IE can do to make your life better. So don't forget to check out on ChinesePod.com. We have an intermediate lesson called Interviewing an IE, which will help you get all these matters straight with your. I before you hire her. Okay, John. Thanks so much for no telling、problem. us about your I. Okay, so this week's word of the week. In case any of you are considering getting double eyelid surgery, I brought Connie to tell us. Connie, how do you say in Chinese? Get eyelid surgery. 割双眼皮 Wow. So 割 what does 割 mean? 从中间 cut 掉了 Ah, so cut down the middle. That's what 割 means. Wow, that's funny, Connie. You 做过吗？我没有。Of course not. You don't need to. You're so pretty. 我可以去做。I don't know. You don't need to. Please don't. Thanks, Connie. That's it for this week's Dear Amber, the Insider's Guide to Everything China. Don't forget to send any questions you have to Dear Amber at PraxisLanguage dot com, and please go to the comments section of Dear Amber found in the Extras tab at ChinesePod dot com and leave your comments about what we talked about today. Look forward to hearing from you, and we'll see you next time. 下一次见。Bye.